What is up guys? Today is officially my three year anniversary since I started my pest control business back in 2020 and I wanted to come out with a quick episode be it on the podcast and on YouTube and all that good stuff in regards to three things that I wish I knew whenever I started my pest control business three years ago and how they will benefit you whenever you start your pest control business or even if you already started a pest control business it may be something that who knows maybe you didn't think about. I'm sure a lot of you probably already have but especially those of you that are in the early stages, you all will definitely benefit from this video or podcast episode. So the first thing that I wish I knew whenever I started my pest control business three years ago is you're going to massively underestimate the amount of work and money that it's going to take for you to get your business to where you want it to be. So what do I mean by this? I mean, it's pretty straightforward if you ask me, but I'll just give you all some examples you know, a lot of us just do simple math. A lot of us, whenever we start a business or we're looking at starting a business, we just do the math, right? If I could just sell X amount per day and, you know, say I take home half of that, you know, whatever the case may be, then I will be set, right? And it'll only take me, you know, knocking on X amount of doors or X amount of advertising dollars, things of that nature, and you're going to massively underestimate that. I'm just going to be upfront. I can tell you because, you know, even my own experience, even doing things that were, in my opinion, lower cost, at least early on, because we did catch the wave of like Google local services before it got flooded and saturated by all the big companies. You know, we were only paying given, you know, anywhere between 20 to $40 a lead. Of course, now that's anywhere between 50 to 100 or maybe even more, depending on where you're at. But either way, you know, you're not going to sell every single one, every single lead that comes in. So whatever you think it's going to take in terms of be it effort, dollars, whatever the case may be, maybe just time, you know, you may have this. I know me personally, I was like, man, within my first year, I plan on getting 500 recurring customers. And I was like, but I'm not going to knock on doors because 500 doors or 500 customers, that is, it's not that difficult to get, but it's all about inputs versus outputs. And my whole point with this is, you know, it's going to take roughly five to 10 X the inputs to just get the output that you originally thought. So say you're expecting within your first year to be doing $500,000 a year. Well, that might be the case if you're actually going to put in 10x the effort that you are originally going and planning on putting in, but chances are you're going to learn on the go just like me. You know, a lot of you guys are just like me. As a matter of fact, you're not having, you know, maybe a mentor who's been at it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You don't have an investor backing you, things of that nature. So more than likely, it's going to take more time. And, you know, maybe who knows if you're catching this video early enough, maybe you'll know like, hey, this dude's for real. Like, I mean, it's going to take 10x the effort. Maybe instead of just knocking on doors, maybe I want to go ahead and implement some paid Google ads, some paid Facebook ads, whatever the case may be, Google local services, you know you'll want to start implementing different things. And again, that's just an example. I know like me, that was my big thing. I was like, I want to hit $500,000 after my first year or two in business. And of course, we haven't even hit $500,000 a year yet. Uh, we're still in the process of, you know, getting that first time employee, you know, full time technician. But like I said, the whole point there is just don't get caught up in setting all of these goals, still set goals, but don't let it beat you down because it can really take a lot out of you whenever you're not hitting those goals. I always say, have your main goal and then break it down into, okay, what is my goal for the day? 
What is my goal for the week? And then just keep going from there. And as long as you're attacking day after day and getting win after win, eventually over time you will get to that goal. Just don't get so caught up in that big goal that you're losing track of all these little wins that you're stacking up every single day. Number two, boring topic. And I know it's probably like, oh my gosh, everyone says this. I know Griffin. But number two is taxes are not a joke, specifically the cost of a good CPA. So my rule of thumb, if I could go back to literally day one, I would start setting aside at the minimum five upwards of preferably 10% of every single dollar that we were making into just a separate sacred saving account, money market account, something that's easily accessible, but not too easy in terms of just a simple, easy transfer over to another bank. I would want to make it, you know, somewhat a pain in the butt to get a hold of because you know, I had the attitude early on, like I knew enough about taxes to be dangerous. And I knew, okay, my first year, maybe even two in business, I'm going to have so much going in, in terms of capital into the business that I'm, I know I'm not going to pay taxes the first, maybe even the second year. And with that, I did not set aside really any type of money at all, even for accounting costs. And again, I knew just enough to be dangerous. I knew back when I was, you know, living in Missouri and I was first, you know, paying an accountant just to do like my W-2 and some 1099 stuff. It was only a few hundred bucks, you know, once a year in and out the door. I didn't think about, you know, the whole S-Corp paperwork and, you know, quarterly filings and payroll and payroll tax and things of this nature. The stuff adds up very, very quickly. Um, so, you know, if you can, if by any means possible, you can set it up to just automatically set aside five at the minimum. And again, preferably 10, just from day one, start setting that money aside. If nothing else, say a few years down the road go by and for whatever reason that money is like not being used because you have enough money to cash flow those, you know, taxes and accounting expenses, things of that nature then either by all means you can sit on that money as a little safe safety net if you want or implement that money into advertising you know expansion whatever the case may be but you know you always want to be better safe than sorry i'm even in a situation right now where you know we're debating do we want to stick with the accountant we have because you know do we want to shop around because you know this is an unfamiliar territory for us right now in terms of the specific services that we need and it's a lot more expensive than I could have imagined. So like I said, that's one thing that I literally just learned recently within the last three years of starting and owning my pest control company. Number one being do not underestimate the amount of effort and dollars it's going to take to start and grow your business. Number two being set aside five to 10% starting day one. So you're not blindsided by either a tax bill or the accounting bill. Number three is going to be more critical in terms of success or failure for your business, in my opinion, and not just that, but how successful your business gets. So I always say specifically within like the last year, I tell this to my cousin even a lot who he's kind of like, he, he doesn't want to pivot often, but in his market is so different than my market. So he's had to pivot to doing more lawn care stuff when he never imagined doing lawn care early on with his pest control business. And that leads me to this final point, which is don't be afraid. Have your business plan in place, but do not be afraid to pivot. I'm not saying tear up the business plan, pretend like it was never a thing, but do not be afraid to pivot. And when I say pivot, what is an example? Well, like I was just saying, you know, we use my cousin's business, for example. He wanted to do strictly, you know, pest control, termite control, maybe a little bit of rodent and wildlife work here and there, but primarily rodent, pest, 
termite, right? Well, his market is much different than mine in the South, where we always have some type of pest activity all year round. It's growing rapidly down here, so there's newer families looking for pest control services every single day of the year, where his area, it's a little bit, it's still growing up there, but it's not growing at the rate it is down here. They have three to five months a year of just cold weather where, you know, there's just not a lot of bug activity moving around, and there is a much larger need for good lawn care companies down in my area there's not a real need for lawn care companies we are oversaturated with honestly cheap work in terms of the lawn care side of things so it wouldn't make sense in my opinion for me to do that but me and him talked many many times and he decided that you know it was a good move to go ahead and pivot to that and that's made him from what I understand an additional at least fifty to sixty thousand dollars just this year alone and he didn't even start doing that until like I think May or June so he got a late start even on the lawn care side of things and still made more money where you know, if he had just kind of said, no, I'm going to stick to what my plan is. I don't want to do that, this, this, and that. He would have missed out on that amount of money. Now, of course, he had to put some investment capital into that to get the right equipment. But at the end of the day, it sounds like it's going to work out great for him. So do not be afraid, of course, whenever, you know, you go in having this plan of we're going to do X, Y, and get Z. And then maybe you need to add in, you know, W. And, you know, maybe you need to add in, you know, another X, right? You, you might need to add more pieces to that puzzle than you originally plan on making. And some of them are going to be risky. The main thing with risk, which I could, I probably will at some point do a whole other video for you guys on risk management because business is risky overall. That's why, you know, at the end of the day, the business owner makes the quote unquote big bucks, right? Because we're taking all the risk at the end of the day. The main thing is, is when you're pivoting and taking on your, your, you know, your new risk that you weren't planning on originally, you're going to fail in a lot of cases. The main thing is don't be afraid to fail. That is the biggest reason why a lot of people never start their business to begin with or don't get too far deep into it is because they're so scared of well, what's going to happen if you fail. In my opinion, if I'm not going to die, then the failure is something that I'm going to live with. Like it's, it's not a big deal. As long as you are going to live and you can learn something from it, then what is there to be afraid of at the end of the day? Now, of course, whenever we're trying out these new, you know, risks or we're pivoting and it's introducing risk to our business, we would like as much as possible to, of course, make sure that these failures are just going to be lessons that we live through and the business survives, right? We don't want to do something stupid like take a max loan out against our business or, you know, just some kind of risk that is just stupid, right? But at the same time, if you do not take risk at the end of the day, your business is not going to get to that level that you may want it to get to be. Now, again, for those of you that are looking to start your business just to kind of take control of your life, start your own little one-man operation, you just want to make a solid, you know, 100,000 or so, maybe even 200,000. I know some one-man shows out here that are making that money bring home. If you're just wanting to do that, then by all means, you're probably going to be taking a lot less risk than someone who's looking to hyper, you know, grow their company as, you know, quickly as possible, right? But for those of you that are wanting to grow your company like that, you're going to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and realizing when it may be time to pivot. Sometimes I catch myself pivoting way too quickly, especially when it comes to advertising. I'm so quick to start something and then I'm even quicker to be like, hey, that's not working. Let's go over here and try this. And that in some cases is because of financial constraints, but also just 
just because how I'm wired. I'm wired just to be trying new things, cutting new things out almost daily, uh, weekly, you know, at the minimum. Like right now, I've been telling you guys that we're trying out this marketing company who they implement AI, it sounds like, with some of their Facebook. And now they just introduced Google Ads Management as well into their platform. And we've been trying them out for about a month now, roughly. And I was going to cancel it. They offered me, you know some great support and a 50% discount over the next 60 days. So, you know, I was like, it's only costing me like 150 a month. I can justify that for giving them, you know, an honest second chance. And, but you know, had it not been for that, I was going to be quick to pull the plug. And coincidentally, just a quick little update on that. Coincidentally, you know, within the last 48 hours or so, we have now received six or seven leads through that Facebook campaign. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was just, like I said, a breakdown of communication between me and my account manager or the AI or whatever was going on. But now all of a sudden that seems to be, you know, working. So you just have to be willing to, you know, pivot. Like I said, when things are needed to be changed up, you can tell a lot of people. That's another question that I will get often is, is when do you know it's time to pivot? Trust me, you'll have that entrepreneur you know, that business owner gut instinct. And sometimes it'll even be, you know, if you have a business partner, maybe your business partner has that, you know, sense on something. Sometimes if it's even my wife, my wife will be like, I don't know about that. Or sometimes I'll go to her and say, I don't know about that. And she'll be like, I don't know, you might want to give that a try. It doesn't sound like it's going to cost a lot of money. There's very little risk. You know, sometimes it's good to get that second or even third opinion. But at the end of the day, you're going to develop that gut better than anyone else being the business owner. And you'll just, you'll know when it's time to make some sort of move, be it, you know, with money, time, any type of resource, whatever the case may be, suppliers, there's many, many things within business that you'll run into where you're going to have to simply pivot in another direction. But that's pretty much it for this quick video and podcast episode. Like I said, I hope as always that you all took some valuable information from this video or if you're listening on the podcast on this podcast platform that you're listening on. And by the way, if you all don't know, of course, who I am, my name is Griffin Thomas. I always try to introduce myself at the beginning, but better late than never. I'm the owner of the company, Preferred Pest Management in the Dallas, Texas area. We've been in business, like I said, for right at three years now, going into year four. And on this channel or, you know, this podcast, like I said, if you're listening on podcasts, whatever platform you may be listening to, we just talk about, you know, my overall entrepreneurial journey. Right now we're in the journey of, you know, building a pest control business specifically. Uh, we talk about a lot more. We talk about finances, self-development, all that type of stuff overall. And then, of course, recently I have a little Twitch channel that from time to time I'll hop on there as well. And, you know, sometimes we'll talk about different things. It's kind of more of like a laid back um, channel over there on Twitch. So if you're not following either on the podcast, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, whatever the case may be, all my social media should be in the description box below the YouTube video or in the show notes of the podcast in my link tree specifically. If you have any questions or anything, don't hesitate to reach out. We do have a free Discord group chat that you can join as well, which will be in my link tree. And we also have a free Facebook group with about 100 members in there that you can join as well. And it's the easiest way to connect with me, both in Discord and our Facebook group. And like I said, if you're watching on YouTube and have any questions, throw a comment down below. I try to you know do a live stream once every week, roughly, in terms of just answering questions from the comments specifically. So if you're not you know watching on YouTube, that may be something you want to tune into from time to time. 
hit the subscribe button and the bell icon so you're notified when we go live on those. But other than that, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Have a happy holidays, of course, and I will see you in the next one.